And so you know, it was me and yeah. some friends that I kind of put together. But now, you know, we've grown. I think we've got 15 employees now and we've been accelerating our growth. I add week ranked this, I think, as the 12th fastest growing agency in the world right now. Wow. And so now it's a matter of, OK, I'm recognizing that I can't scale if it's just me. I need brilliant people. And so where, you know, EOS Traction, if you're not familiar with that book, talks about the right person, the right seat. So we're finding the right people, hiring them and saying, great, I want to tell you what I know. And then I want you to take that and make it even better, make it even better, make it even better over here. And so what I'm trying to do now is whatever I'm getting into different speaking engagements and things like that. So I'm bringing another person on my team Good along idea, with me yeah. because I want them to start getting the recognition and them to be the thought leaders in their respective fields. Martians landed, yes. wearing Prada suits, yes. drinking Henry's seltzer, yes. chewing juicy fruit. Yes, and your branding here. Yes, brand. Your message here. Yes, and a verse about. Yes, your product here. Yes, I'm Hirsch Redman. Yes, and I'm a message therapist. Yes, and I have a podcast. Yes, brand. That's right. That's it. Yes, we'll help you fix the world. Yes, or your bottom line. All right. Your bottom line. Get it. I get it. Welcome, Welcome to the Yes Brand Podcast. Yes. I'm seeing a lot of people outdoors, running, enjoying the better weather, living in the Midwest. It's a privilege to not be freezing your ass off and shoveling snow. Growing up in Miami, I don't think I appreciated that. I always thought, how come everybody else gets to see snow and we never even get to wear a jacket? And that's not an attractive attitude to have at 18. But anyway, yeah, you know, so I grew up in Miami and then I moved to New York and then I was like, oh, I didn't realize snow was black. And then I moved to Los Angeles and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And all of this is free. Uh, then I moved to Iowa. So on the show today, we have William Harris, the founder and CEO of Element. Element is a rapid growth agency, which I cannot imagine anything being more appropriate for my buddy William than a company that's based on rapid growth because he is a rapid thinker and a rapid speaker. As a result, we cover a lot in this episode. For 20 minutes, I think we did pretty well. We talk about resettling on Mars. We talk about VR, AR, AI. Sometimes we don't even get to spell out the anagram that we're talking about. URL branding which was a real fun part of the conversation. And of course, how this serial success, being William, in acquisitions led to the creation of one of the fastest growing e-commerce growth agencies. So for those of you who are not resettling on Mars anytime soon, which is probably most of us, it behooves you to give a moment's attention to our joint venture partner this season, uh, Numeris Capital. Okay, I'm going to be talking about it a lot because it really caught my eye. As someone who has been the entrepreneur and also the customer, but always someone looking to grow my business. And that is our theme, by the way, in season two of Yes Brand, incidentally, growth. 
Numerous Capital caught my eye because their retail finance solutions enable merchants to provide customers with what they call everyone approved access to quality credit. And the emphasis is on quality credit, right? We have heard that, oh, we don't turn anybody away. No, you don't turn anybody. No, you don't, you don't turn no one away. You never, you never hurt nobody. <laughs> that's how, that's how I sometimes feel with, with lenders, right? We, you know, but the benefit with Numeris is Numeris has, I think it's, don't quote me per se, but I think it's 33 lenders and they just have a really gr good group and a great heart and a way of helping you grow, whether you are the entrepreneur that is wanting your customers to be able to afford you, or you're the customer who's wanting to grow your business by taking what the service provider has to offer, but you just don't have that, that budget today, it allows the flexibility that we need to grow a business. And so I couldn't be more proud. And, and I think it, it, it definitely is a great idea if you at least go to Numeris, N-U-M-E-R-U-S, capital C-A-P-I-T-A-L.net forward slash yes, and, and get your free consultation call. You can thank me actually by going to yesbrandmethod.com and subscribing to the show leaving a review, go to our YouTube channel, watch our show on YouTube. I go out and I buy, buy all these black shirts. I don't do that for my health, you know? I mean, you know, I do it to cover up my, my belt, my big, my big, my belly. <clears throat> well, what they say about cold weather is that actually the, the cold weather burns off more calories because your body is trying so hard to stay warm in what's typically 20, 30 degree below zero weather. And then if you factor in the wind chill, it's about 150, 160 below zero. I've had enough. I've had enough of it. I'm, this show is about selling the truth. I'll sell you the truth. I've had enough of the cold. I'm not a, I'm not a cold weather baby. I'm a warm weather baby. I'm a beach baby. And, and with no further ado, please welcome... I really, I really enjoyed this episode and you will too. And my intro has been longer than the episode, but not really, but you'll enjoy it. William Harris. My guest is William Harris. William is the founder and CEO of Element. And of course, we're going to get into e-commerce. You're a growth agency, yep. right? I'll toot your horn a little bit. Um, I think you've gotten 13 companies sold yeah. at this point. And one of them was sold to GoDaddy for around $800 million. Yeah, two separate things. One sold to GoDaddy, another one sold for $800 million. Oh, okay. I want to right. clarify so I don't get in trouble. Okay, so so, that, yeah. so we're doing that now. So we're clarifying <laughs> that, that there were two big deals that, that we can attest to. One is a GoDaddy sale and the other one is an $800 million sale. I, you know, just so that we kind of put ourselves on par, I have purchased several domains from GoDaddy. Nice. And I won't say the numbers. I won't say what they cost <laughs> or, or how much GoDaddy made. Yeah, right. But I have the increased the profits of GoDaddy. I'm right there with you. I've got I a whole it. lot of domains just sitting there waiting to be used someday. William Ayers, welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay. 
I've been informed by my producers that William is conversant in any topic <laughs> and that he is extremely on the planet. <laughs> he is extremely opinionated. Yeah, on the planet. So we don't does that mean we exclude like yeah. Mars travel or uh, that's whatever? A, that's or is a good, that a good question? We do we talk about um movies? We can talk about movies. We can talk about Mars too. I've got some we thoughts can talk there. About Mars? <laughs> sure, why you not? Have friends there, you said? I don't have friends there, but I've got thoughts about oh, you've traveling thoughts about to Mars. Okay, so do I. What are you what are your thoughts about travel? I don't know. I think it's very interesting. Elon has been talking about whether or not we need to, and he's saying it's almost kind of like an imperative for the furtherance of the human race, right? right. Um I think that there's some benefits to that. I do think that we have the potential to colonize Mars at some point in time. I think that we're still quite a ways away from it, but I think it's a very interesting concept. I think I agree with you that it's an interesting idea because we are using up our resources at a rate that clearly is not voting well for us on this planet. It's not. And I would rather see us go to Mars than upload our brains to the metaverse. Sure. <laughs> so if I could, because I, I don't trust it, I'm going to be honest right now. I don't trust the metaverse. I mean, I, I'm, I'm studying it. You I'm, think these things get hacked? Nothing gets hacked anyway, right? <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm really worried about. I mean, we have enough problems relating to one another as human beings. I think when we get into the sphere where we're trusting technology to carry on our lives, you know, virtually, it just gets to a point where it's like I, you know, if anyone who's ever used tech support, anyone who's ever back in the day when there were people who were actually computer technologists who would work for a company and come in and like tell you what you did wrong. And sure. I, I don't think that exists anymore. But when we had those people, the, what it took to get some problems solved sometimes was just enormous. So I would rather be on Mars and say, hey, I'm having a little, it's a little warm in here. Can you turn the thermostat down? Then be uploaded sure. and have my virtual self have to go through whatever... Uh, now, I can't let you stop there, though, because you brought up another interesting topic there, okay. which is the metaverse stuff. So okay. here's the Twilight Zone dude, stuff, right. okay? okay. They, they have what they call the codec avatar. Have you heard of the codec avatar yet? Uh, codec? Yeah. Like, yeah. C-O-D-E-C. 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 Okay, so you're, you're familiar with this. So this isn't going to creep people out if they haven't seen about this, right? So it is your avatar. It is not like a cartoon version of you. It looks like you. It is a video of you. It looks more real than maybe even you and I right now. Um, and Meta already has this. They've already developed the technology for this. The three big things that I think are holding them back from this are one, processing time is about two weeks. It's a lot of data to process to yeah. get it there. Yeah. But one of the other things though is people still get a little bit freaked out by seeing something that is too real, right? Yes. And the third thing is who has the authority to drive your codec avatar if it's exactly you and it's indistinguishable basically from you in any other form? they're talking about, you know, okay, maybe the VR headset, you got to have, you know, iris scanners in there. That's a big part of it, but we've seen a lot of things get hacked before. So who gets to drive your Kodak avatar and say whatever they want to say, Hirsch is saying. Right, right. And further, you know, truth is stranger than fiction in that if in sci-fi, what you normally will have is a good and evil, you know, there's sure. a double that's an evil double. And the, the the evil double is doing all kinds of crazy shit. And then the good person has to, the good version has to prevail and or not, depending on what the genre is. But here we're saying it's identical. So if you're an asshole in person, most likely your codec avatar is an asshole also. Sure. And now there's just two assholes. Now, if you're a philanthropist and you're a, you do good things and you care about people, um, you know, then there's two of you. But let's say one wants to uh, license itself to be used in James Cameron's next film and the other you doesn't. 
Yes, I saw so that. The IP issue right. becomes further complicated. Because right? movie stars are doing that now. Yeah. They are giving a rights over for yeah. their basic like, likeness to be used. Yeah, that's wild. And estates of, of deceased celebrities, which has been happening for a, a long sure. time. And we've, you know, we've seen that done already. But it's always the, the coming of age thing where it, it reaches its potential in some way. Yeah. There are so many technologies that haven't reached there potential yet. I know you're interested in tech as well, right? VR, VR tech? Uh, yeah, there's Because it lends itself to that conversation. Big time. So talk to me a little bit about VR tech. And well, so there's a VR company I invested in up in Toronto, and the name is still undisclosed at this moment right now, but uh, they are doing some really interesting things. And right now, the, the, the pioneering aspect of what they're doing is laying a lot more groundwork for some of the more mechanics and motions that needs to take place within VR, because we're still a long ways away from yeah. VR being really adopted. There's a lot of people that have VR headsets and they, they got it and then they did one or two things with it and then they just sit there and collect dust because they don't use it. They're still missing a lot of utility. But I think that it's not a matter of if, but when, because that utility is coming and there are things that you can do, let's say within the metaverse that you can't do necessarily in the real world, but also there's an entire generation that's being raised really almost wanting to invest in the metaverse almost the way that they would anything else. And a lot of people are saying, oh, there's all these articles out there about the metaverse and there's, you know, 37 users on this platform or whatever, and nobody's doing it. And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg launches, you know, Horizon. Everybody says, oh, this sucks. The graphics are terrible. But here's what they're missing. There are versions of metaverse that are already very existent. And you think about Fortnite, you think about the amount of money that people spend on their clothes for their avatar in Fortnite right now. Right. And it's astronomical. And so that's already one version of that, but that's, they're not wearing that. When you start putting on VR goggles and you are wearing those clothes, how yeah. much more do you think people are going to be willing to spend on that? When they can actually experience it. Right. It's one thing to see it in the form of an avatar, like a video game. And it's another thing to have it be a virtual reality. Um, what about the walking on the street with the, with, you know, the whole, there were, there were, there, you know, the idea of walking around with goggles on. Or, or experiencing life, you know, apart from falling down quite a bit, which I think would happen. But what is your take, your personal take on virtual life? On, sure. on saying that we really, like we just touched on it briefly a moment ago, but that we're, we're on the verge of maybe even choosing virtual reality. Okay, so the idea of walking around with goggles, I want to take that a little bit more, I don't know, ethereal in nature. Okay, maybe. yeah. I'm thinking of right now, we already kind of do this with walking around with our phones, but it's a detached version of this. It's not really like attached and a part of us. Um, and there's a lot of things in which I'd say these technologies that we're currently using today are more distractions and interruptions. And so you go to uh, a coffee shop, uh, and this happened to me actually recently, where the lady who was taking my order at the coffee shop never once looked up from her phone the entire time that I was giving my order as she texted somebody here. And I could see what she's texting. Yeah. And she's like, okay, yep, sounds good. Blah, blah, blah. She puts the order in, blah, 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 blah. Never once looked at me, right? Well, that's because there's like this distraction and there's this other thing and it's detached and it's peripheral. Yeah. But I would say that we're going to get to a point where technology is going to start becoming a little bit more seamless with us. So if it's, let's not say VR goggles, but let's say the AR glasses, which right, came okay. out with and freaked people out a little bit a while ago. But Apple is coming up with their own versions of these and many other companies are. Well, now you can actually have, let's say, more rich information and, and let's say less interruptions. So now when I go to the coffee shop, 
instead of somebody having to type in and poke in and do this and and they're not looking at me because they're doing this and this, they could actually look at me, have the conversation. They don't actually have to type anything in. Let's say that, you know, language is getting good enough. So they, I simply say, hey, I want a decaf cappuccino. Yeah, I'm the guy who gets the decaf, okay? So I want a decaf cappuccino and, and the machine. Hearing you, <laughs> hearing you say that, it's kind of is, is elucidating. <laughs> because I might have, I might have drawn a different conclusion. That's true. Okay. Most people would not like to see me on caffeine. Yeah, um, I get it. So yeah. then you say, "Hey, I want a decaf cappuccino, a small." And then the machine's just gonna say, "It's like, hey, did he say small decaf cappuccino?" It's like, yeah, right. And so wow. now it's not all of these other buttons to find the menu and whatever. It's just gonna be instant. Yeah. There is something to be said for the fact that if we accept reality that we've been moving toward this integration with our screens and so forth that singularities yeah yes sure that it might be better to achieve it and move back into balance than to fight it yeah which is futile and uh, you have kids you have three kids three, three kids three daughters, daughters yep. three daughters 12, 12 yeah all three oh, daughters wow. yeah 12 nine and seven. Oh wow okay yeah yeah i have three daughters and oh, two nice. boys so you know, I'm seeing two of my daughters are older. One's a teenager, one's in her 20s. So it's like, I'm getting the device marriage thing that's, sure. that's happened to kids. And I just think we have to kind of move through what's happening and, and not try to avoid it. I think there's some benefits that are coming from it. There so are. I agree with you. Here's the thing. There are some really big downsides to the more and more technology that we have as well. So I'm the first one to say that it's like there there's like you said, let's even go back to every invention, TNT, right? Alfred Noble, like he thinks he's created this really good thing. And all of a sudden he gets recognized prematurely for his death as the guy who invented this really horrible thing. And he right. goes, okay, I'm going to invent the Nobel Prize because I want to be remembered for the good stuff. Right. But that's true for even these things. But let's just say right now, when kids are interacting with each other right now, it's behind a screen. It's more detached and depersonalized. Right. Well, let's say that you can actually start interacting with people through AR lenses and you're able to hang out and you now so let's say you can get back in person, you can do things in person or even just the interaction you have in VR. So in VR, if we were having a meeting, you and I, let's say Zoom, we're all kind of tired of Zoom calls. Right. It's very flat, very like, you know, two dimensional. It's not the same thing as being in the room with another person. Right. But let's say if we would have had VR in a different place and this is what I wish would have happened. Okay. Let's say you want to go play cards at grandma's house. But I'm in Minnesota, grandma's in Ohio, and other cousins are all over the place. You know, one of them's out in China and whatever, right? Yeah. Well, in VR, if we actually had it, we could do it. So that way, if your Kodak avatar is there, and let's say that, you know, we've got a camera in grandma's kitchen, and it has her table. And so it could just put us right there at grandma's table in VR. We see it, and we're just saying, grandma and all of our cousins right there, we're playing some cards or something like that. So I think there's some ways to bring people together, too, that maybe otherwise it's not quite the same. Because grandma's not very good at Zoom calls or things right. like that, right? Right. And what is the avatar, what is the codec avatar experience supposed to be? Yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm understanding the question, like the experience would be, let's say, where, and what I think that could be done is just the idea of it's like, it's you. And so when I'm yeah. seeing you at the table, it's much more of an experience where it's like, I'm seeing you, I'm seeing your motions, I'm seeing your eye motions. And I'm seeing you yeah. at business meeting. I'm seeing if, you know, if Steve's getting bored over there or something like oh. that. It's okay. So Steve's, you know, distracted. I need to get him involved or, you know, Kelly's distracted or whatever. But their experience, another grandma's experience is that she's not there. Well, yeah. And I think that what, I, what I'm thinking is it's like, well, grandma would have to have her own, you know, VR goggles at that point in time right. too. So that, so that the, right. So they're, they're playing together. Yeah. They're playing together. They're playing, they're playing together, at the same but table. it's more a matter of transmitting the reality to the, Right. 
Right. right. So okay. it would feel as if everybody's right there at grandma's table. Right. Okay. So yeah. the projection. Yeah. It's a projection. They also had, are doing it in live TV broadcasts now. Yep. You know, where you're having, you know, I had a client who had a Super Bowl commercial and essentially they were at the stadium, but they were also in the studios. So one person mm. was in the studio, the other person sure. was at the stadium and they projected that person into this stadium. And it literally is happening in real time. It's not a green screen right. thing, but, but okay. I want to get cover a couple things and, uh, and you're, fa you're a fascinating young man and, yeah. uh, but okay. But let's talk about branding for a okay. second. So element, yep. right? E-L-U-M-Y-N-T. Branding disaster. Okay. <laughs> so I just had to say it. Number one, I want to say it so that you, the people can find it, but what the fuck? What was that? <laughs> what is that about? Okay. So and by the way, it's a very it's a successful company. Thank you. Very successful agency. But I, I do have to ask. Yeah. And when I registered that domain, yeah, the, the idea of finding a six letter domain was, you know, next to impossible. Right. So it came down to misspellings. And at the same time, that's why Google misspelled their name. Google is a misspelling of the number G-O-O-G-O-L, which is 10 right. to 100th power. Right. So they misspelled their name. That was the thing to do for a while was to still keep it .com, not to go to .biz or .whatever. And so, you know, this was the thing. And I like periodic table of elements. I'm very nerdy if that's not, you know, evident by now. Right. And so I like, oh, okay, element, I could play with that. The element of success, the element of, you know, finance, the element yeah, of marketing. Element is a great word. Right. So it was a great word. Just spelled it really weird. And then I've thought about how oh, should I ever rebrand it or do differently? But here's a couple of things that I like about it. One. It's impossible to look at the word and not pause. So every time somebody comes to it, they have to pause it. Element. Now they might right. pronounce it wrong, but they paused and they had to pause more than they would for anything else. Right. And then I figured we could also have some real fun self-deprecation with that. So that way, let's say, you know, you remember Billy on the street? I don't know if that was yeah. like, okay. Billy Eichner. Yeah, yeah, Billy Eichner. And I remember he'd go out there and he's just like, you know, he's asking people things. I almost kind of want to go out there and just be like, hey, how do you pronounce his name? And then people are like, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, how do you pronounce And yeah, then get to the point where true. they say, it doesn't matter how you pronounce our name because we're actually in the business of helping you, right? It's not about element. It's oh, about we can good. do it for you. Yeah, that's good. Those are all good arguments. So clearly you've thought this through. I do like the kind of maverick element of it. Sure. It really is it. You know, there's rules. We talked about it earlier today when we were having a meeting and we were saying that if you use two double letters in yeah. a URL, you know, that's considered a no, a no, no go, a non-starter. And maybe that rule is kind of passe already. Maybe long names are better. One thing that occurred to me is, did you search sixlet.com? No. Because uh, you could have called it sixlet. Sure. And it could have been sixlet.com and that's six letters. You're right. So... That's just the thought. We're now where one of us is going to have to go buy that URL and <laughs> sell it to the other. And I hope I get there first because you, you, you don't you dare. Don't you dare. You probably have a, like a direct, probably you're wearing the, the, uh, the GoDaddy, the GoDaddy implant. There you go. Just, where you just think just of the URL. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm you think the of the URL and it gets purchased for you. Are you getting that? Yep. Uh-huh. Thanks. <laughs> what do you mean there's someone else? Well, I call first. Yeah, right. I call first. Okay. So let's talk personality sure. a little bit for a sec. Are you the face of the company? That's a good question. It started off that way. I'm trying to transition it a little bit away from that now. But yeah, at first it was me and contractors. So when I started this, I was doing things in marketing and then writing about it on Entrepreneur and on Fast Company and other really good publications. And people said, well, hey, I've got a business. Can you help me grow my business? And I was like, 
well, yeah, I like helping people. Sure, I will. And so it was like, all right, I know this contractor and this contractor. I'll bring them in and we'll start doing things. And so, yeah, it was basically just me. In fact, I even talked about on the first version of the website, it said we've been ranked the number one marketing agency three years in a row by my mom. Right. <laughs> and so it was me and yeah. some friends that I kind of put together. But now, you know, we've grown. I think we've got 15 employees now and we've been accelerating our growth. I add week ranked this, I think, as the 12th fastest growing agency in the world right now. Wow. And so now it's a matter of, OK, I'm recognizing that I can't scale if it's just me. I need brilliant people. And so where, you know, EOS Traction, if you're not familiar with that book, talks about the right person, in the right seat. So we're finding the right people, hiring them and say, great, I want to tell you what I know. And then I want you to take that, make it even better, make it even better, make it even better over here. And so what I'm trying to do now is whatever I'm getting into different speaking engagements and things like that. So I'm bringing another person on my team along with me because I want them to start getting the recognition and them to be the thought leaders in their respective fields. Yeah, that's great. I think it's a necessary thing and you have to plan for it. So I'm very respectful of your time. We're out of it at this moment. Will you come on the Truth Tastes Funny podcast? I would love to. I would love to have you on that podcast. We can talk about life and and growing up and family and all that stuff. And we'll kind of tie it all together. Will you do that? Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, William. I appreciate it. Thank you, All right. If you liked the show. Yes. It worked for you. Yes. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. Yes, Tell all your friends. Get your branding here. Get your branding here. Did I make it clear? Get your branding on before they're gone.